0: Hello everyone and welcome to That Time When, the comedy history podcast where each week we take you back into history to discuss some strange or unusual thing. I'm your host for this week, Barnaby King, and joining me, as ever, is my co-host, Amelia Edwards. Hello. Hello, how are you doing?
1: All right, thanks. And you?
0: Yeah, not bad. Why are we talking like this? I don't know. (laughs) I did just start doing a weird voice, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah, I I went into podcast introduction mode.
1: Oh, yes. Yes. Um, I don't know why we ask how each other are at the beginning of podcasts, because we live together. I know.
0: It just seems like the thing to do. I suppose. I, I I know like we listen to a number of podcasts and they they frequently ask each other how they are. And obviously in those cases, most of the time they don't live together. So That's true. It does make sense. Mm. But I don't know. I guess it's just a way to open up the podcast and start that good chat flowing.
1: Alright. So we're we're some chatty people who only meet for podcasts. Yep. Yeah, things are good. I'm on summer holidays at the moment. Woo and that means that I get to sleep a lot more, which is really good.
0: You know what else it means? What? Aliens! (laughs) Always. Yes. So, this week, I'm taking you back only a little way... Okay. ...to the summer of 1996 in the village of Kishtim in Russia. Okay. And an elderly woman by the name of... (sighs) Um, There are a lot of Russian names in this. I really hope that I can do my best to pronounce them. Tamara Prosferina. Okay. And she's fairly known in the village for having problems, mental health problems.
1: Okay. She would
0: later be diagnosed with schizophrenia oh, and gosh. be institutionalised. Oh no! Um, what is the sad story you're telling? I me? I know, I know. Don't worry, it gets sadder. Uh, <laughs> great. She also had she had a son. He was an adult at this point, and he had gone away because he had been arrested for theft, oh, my and God. he was in prison.
1: Okay, so it's 1996. Yep, we're both four years old. Yep, and meanwhile in Russia, there is an elderly lady having a really, a really bad sad time. life. Yeah, she is okay. having a
0: bad time. So locals were really curious when she started wandering around with a bundle of cloth in her arm. Okay. It was something wrapped in a shawl, like she was carrying a baby.
1: Oh, God. Yeah. Please don't tell me that she'd kidnapped a child or something. Nope,
0: nope, nope, nope. Not really.
1: Please don't tell me she had a dead body of a child or uh, something. Let's,
0: let's just keep going. Oh, no. So when she was asked what she had with her, she became a little bit defensive and would just tell people, it's my baby, my little Alyoshenka. Okay. Now, the name Alyoshenka is a variation on Alexei, which was the name of Tamara Prosperina's son, the one who was in prison. Okay. So everyone was just like, you know, she's cracked. She's properly cracked. She's gone mad.
1: Yeah. Oh, dear. She's turned into one of those women who buys realistic baby dolls off the internet. Exactly.
0: But she showed a few close friends her baby, the little baby Alyoshenko. Okay. And what they saw was what looked like a 25 centimetre long fetus with several abnormalities.
1: Oh, God. It had
0: greyish-green skin, enormous eyes, and a head that was pointed like a helmet and had a series of ridges on it, almost like it was a Klingon baby.
1: Okay, so she's found a fetus and she's been carrying it around like it's a baby and it's a weird fetus
0: well yeah oh so she claimed that she had found little baby Alyoshenko when she was wandering in the local cemetery picking flowers which was apparently a habit of hers right and she heard the sound of a baby crying from the nearby forest and she found little Alyoshenko alone and abandoned So she said that she'd taken the baby home and had fed it for two weeks on condensed milk and cottage cheese. (laughs) Oh, my God. Yeah. It gets worse because in order to feed this baby, because it's kind of didn't have a functioning lower jaw. She had to dip her finger into them and like wipe them inside the, the baby's mouth. Okay. Yeah.
1: Right. Um... I would ask, like, so it never occurred to her to take this child to a doctor, but it doesn't sound like she's got the wherewithal to do that.
0: She doesn't, and Kishtim is quite a small village. Okay. So I don't think they had a great many facilities. It was also said that a lot of people in Kishtim had problems with alcoholism. Oh my God. So I suspect if you took it to the local doctor, he would be off his face. Right, right. (laughs) And just look at it and be like, well, that's a monster.
1: Just feed it with cottage cheese and Yeah, you're doing exactly right.
0: Yeah, you're doing the right (laughs) thing. So already we've got a weird scene ahead of us, right? Yeah. But it does get a bit weirder because the accounts of what Alyoshenka looked like differed quite wildly from person to person. Okay. So, according to a friend of Tamara Prosperina, a woman called Tamara Naumova... Oh my god, there's so many
1: Tamaras already. Yes, there are.
0: Okay. ...said it had a brown body, no hair, big protruding eyes, and it was moving its tiny lips, making squeaky sounds.
1: Okay, okay, so it definitely was alive then.
0: Apparently so.
1: Right... That's creepy. It's
0: very creepy. Okay. Uh, Prosperina's daughter in law said that the mouth was red and round and it was looking at us. Uh, He looked sad. I felt pain while looking at him. Okay. And another friend mentioned that the creature was hairy and had blue eyes. Another one said he was standing near the bed with big eyes okay so So, definitely
1: big eyes definitely
0: big eyes but other than that there's a bit like there are some contradictory stuff going on here. right it's either
1: hairy or has no hair yep and it's gray or brown
0: yep or green or blue
1: okay (laughs) is it a sort of iridescent baby that we found
0: well quite possibly Um, But you also noticed that a number of them said that, you know, it was alive and, well, well might not be the right word. Yeah, it's
1: alive. Exactly. It's got movement going on, which is not what we'd expect from something that's small, I guess. And somehow surviving off only...
0: Condensed milk and cottage cheese. Yeah. Yeah. The only real thing that the uh, people of the village agreed on was that Aliashenka looked like an alien.
1: Okay. That yeah. makes sense. Big eyes. Yeah. Grayish. Yeah.
0: yeah. We do have to obviously take that with a pinch of salt as the village was notorious for having a lot of drunks. Okay. <laughs> In fact, two of those people I mentioned giving statements actually later died of alcoholism.
1: Oh my God.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's... Um,
1: Someone needs to do something about this town.
0: Yeah, well, there is a reason why Kishtim might have been so depressed yeah? as a village, but we'll get to that a little bit okay. later, because it's one of the potential explanations for what baby Alyoshenka is. Okay. So, Tamara's neighbours, who were becoming increasingly concerned about her mental health, contacted local authorities. Okay. Because they apparently had not seen Aliashenka, Oh,
1: so they thought it's a bundle of clothes, she's carrying it around and pretending she's got a baby. Yeah, like something she's like that. had
0: a meltdown. Right. So they contact authorities and Tamara Prosperina is sectioned. Oh, okay. Paramedics turn up to basically take her away.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: when she told them that she had a baby to look after, they were basically like, "No, we know you're crazy. Yeah. We're just going to ignore you.
1: Well, that's great yeah okay
0: yeah so for some time uh tamara's taken away and she doesn't return home uh i don't think she actually returns home at all she later dies in 1999
1: okay um what happens to Alyosha then
0: well one of the kishtim villagers went to her house it does i don't know why It's possible he was going to rob it. Okay. It's possible that he was just looking in on someone he knew because, you know, she's not been around. Mm -hmm. But he goes into the house and he finds the dead body of Alyoshenka. Oh, no. He takes it home.
1: Obviously, yeah. What else? (laughs) What? Okay. Yeah,
0: sure. He takes it home, washes it in alcoholic spirits, and dries it to create a little mummified body.
1: People are weird. They are weird, yeah. (laughs) Sorry. Like okay. I find the body of a
0: child. Mm. I go Admittedly one that looks bizarre.
1: Okay, I find the body of a bizarre-looking child who's clearly died while its caretaker's been away. My first thought is... <laughs>
0: yeah, I'm, gonna, I'm, mummify gonna, I'm gonna mummify that I'm gonna mummify that. You know what? The world must see this. I mean, in a way, he's not wrong. So I have a picture here of the mummified body of Aliashenka. Okay. And I will also put it up on Twitter because, quite frankly, this is mad. Oh, my God. Yeah, is that real? That is 100% real. Uh, are you sure? I am absolutely sure because I spent a lot of time researching this episode, bit going around, sort of going, is this real? How much of this is true? Yeah. And from everything I could verify, this is 100% true. That it is, looks like it's
1: been 3D printed.
0: It does, but it has not been. Because remember, for one thing, this was 1996. That's true. Um, no, these are just very high quality photos that were taken. I think they were, they've were they been enhanced since they were originally taken. Okay. But that is, by all accounts, what baby Alyoshenka looked like.
1: Okay, so it looks like a skeleton that's got a kind of battle helmet on. Mm. Like, when, they, when Barnaby said ridges, like... It looks like the helmet's kind of got six sides to it. Yeah. But that's actually its skull.
0: Yep. Absolutely. It is mad looking. Mm. So this guy whose name I couldn't find out, which one of the things that makes me suspicious, I'm not sure that that part of the story is actually real. Okay. But he was actually later arrested for stealing cable TV. (laughs) Oh my god, (laughs) What is this man's life? (laughs) During his arrest, he tried to bribe the police (laughs) with the curio that was the mummified body of (laughs) Alishenka.
1: Oh, hey guys. I've committed a previous crime. (laughs) Namely not reporting a dead body and then mummifying it and definitely stealing it yeah uh, do you want the proof of that instead of arresting me for a much lesser crime
0: <laughs> <laughs> I mean to be fair I think this is one of those situations where I don't know how much trouble you would have gotten just because like Alyoshenka is just so weird that it's like <laughs> Um, um, I, there's genuine precedent for this, which I will go into what, later. What, genuinely? I, I'll go into it a little okay. bit later because it's related to something else.
1: Sorry, I'm just I'm just mad. It's just not mad that we live in a world where, <laughs> hey, you know what? That was a crime, but it's really weird. So, you know what? F*** it. Like, yeah. you, get away, you get a pass on this one. That's bizarre.
0: <laughs> well, one of the police officers involved was a man named Vladimir Bendlin. Mm-hmm. And he saw this and he was like, I'm not taking this as a bribe, but I am confiscating this <laughs> from you because you should not have this. Okay,
1: good job, Vladimir. Yeah. I'm on Vladimir's side here. Finally, someone sensible.
0: Yeah, he's pretty cool. In a later documentary uh, made for Russian TV about baby Aliashenko, he's referred to somewhat with tongue-in-cheek, as uh, Fox Mulder from the Urals. Amazing. Yeah. He wants to believe. Well, he does, because he tries to have Alyoshenka officially investigated. Okay. He talks to his higher-ups, and they're not interested.
1: Oh, no. It's... He's going to have to start the X-Files, then? Well, kind of.
0: Amazing. So he does do something a bit weird, but you can kind of understand it. Okay. He takes the body home right. and keeps it in his fridge.
1: I can kind of understand that. You can
0: uh, kind of understand that. Apparently his wife was very annoyed about this. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let me guess. She was wearing like uh, one of those suits with like the big shoulder pads.
0: <laughs> yes, absolutely. She had
1: a bob and she was like, "Yep, Vladimir, you, you shouldn't be doing this. <laughs>
0: And he's like, no, I've got to know the truth. I want to believe.
1: You just need to follow the scientific method, Vladimir. Well, he does. Oh, okay.
0: So he gets in touch with medical professionals that he knows either through work or as friends. Uh, a gynecologist who looked over it stated <laughs> that it was a deformed premature fetus. Oh, okay. Yeah. So right. like, okay, that makes sense. Exactly uh bendlin's clinical assistant a woman by the name of libuyov Romanova, that's a difficult yeah, yeah, name uh, yeah uh she is often credited as saying that the body was an alien okay what she actually said was that the abnormalities and differences between Alyoshenko and a healthy fetus made it look like it wasn't human
1: okay i mean yes
0: they also, though, they suggested that Alyoshenka could actually have been alive when Tamara Prosperina found her.
1: Oh, that's tragic.
0: Yeah but she could only have lived for a few hours at most oh, okay. definitely not the 2 weeks so all that these were
1: neighbors that are going around being like it looked at me uh,
0: probably drunk.
1: drunk right <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> from the sounds of it okay but maybe it like could it have cried when she found it in the bushes like
0: i don't know about cried mm. um maybe it could have made a sort of mewling noise right Perhaps, I don't know. I'm okay. not I'm not really well up on my premature births. We need to speak to Actually, we we have a friend who's a midwife. We maybe do. We, maybe we could speak to her
1: <laughs> possibly. Yeah. I I don't think that getting up to her and being like, "Hey, look at this deformed <laughs> baby. could it have cried."
0: Yeah. So Despite it being looked over by medical professionals, there was no firm conclusion as to what had happened to Eliashenka or even, like, what she was. Was she human or was she alien? <gasps> and because of this, the speculation led to UFOlogists quickly taking up the story as proof of extraterrestrial life.
1: Fantastic. I love it when people do that.
0: Yeah, And since Vladimir Bendlin had basically run out of sources on his end, he agreed to hand the body over to a group of UFOlogists so that they could study her. Okay. They took the body and vanished. Oh, my God. And since then, Alyoshenka has never been seen again.
1: Is this not proof that the men in black are out there? <laughs> they're trying to hide things. Well,
0: quite possibly. There are a number of theories about what happened. Uh, some claim that they really didn't look after the body and it just fell apart. After all, it had been mummified by an amateur. Yeah. <laughs> and if you watch the video footage of people with uh, Alyoshenka, they're just handling it and, like, chucking it about almost. Oh, and my God. like...
1: It's a corpse.
0: Yeah, right. Like that's I,
1: terrifying. Yeah,
0: so it's quite possible that they just broke it. Okay. Um. And <laughs> didn't want to admit that they yeah. broken it. Okay. Uh, some other theories are that you know it's in a private collection of some wealthy individual somewhere. I mean, could be. It could be, uh, especially related to something I'll talk about later. Oh yeah
1: no i think that it's definitely it's all a cover-up because they didn't want people (laughs) investigating it any further did these men wear black suits did they hover slightly
0: i mean they were UFOologists, so they were probably dressed in clothes with lots of holes and stains in them oh rude (laughs) (laughs) yeah that's probably quite rude i
1: mean come on what about our favorite ufo ufologist which one i've forgotten his name the billionaire
0: Oh, uh, Bob Bigelow. Bob
1: Bigelow. Yeah. He won't wear holy clothes.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Fair enough. I take it back. But we are left with a question. Mm -hmm. What was (gasps) Aliashenka?
1: Was she human? Or was she dancer?
0: (laughs) God's sake. (laughs) Why did I not see that coming?
1: I don't know. Uh,
0: So there are a few theories that have been put forward. And obviously, one of the first ones is alien. Yeah. Um someone who was interviewed about this from Kishtin basically said if this is an alien then they clearly were drunk because that's the only reason that this alien would turn up in the village of Kishtin
1: <laughs> okay with it
0: being so small and you know insignificant they're like <laughs> right. they could just like it could only have crashed having like got drunk and gone off course okay <laughs> sure which is great even the people of Kishtin think it's a shit hole." <laughs> I'm so sorry if you are from Kishtin. <laughs> this is just the impression I got when I was researching this.
1: I mean, fair. Like, also, I love the idea that you kind of go, oh, there couldn't be, there couldn't be anything like malfunctioning spaceships or anything like that.
0: Nah, they're drunk. We live
1: in Kishtin. Everything <laughs> bad is because of drunkenness. Like, Well, not
0: everything. Ooh. And this is another possible explanation for Aliashenka. Kishtim is famous for two things, really. There is Alyoshenka, otherwise known as the Kishtim Dwarf, Mm -hmm. and the Kishtim Disaster. Okay. On the 29th of September, 1957, at the Mayak nuclear facility in Russia... Oh, my God. ...a cooling tank had failed, and it had not been properly repaired. This caused a build-up in temperature in one of the tanks of nuclear waste... The pressure built up until, to the point that the tank exploded with the force of between 70 and 100 tonnes of TNT. Right. It sent the 160-ton concrete lid of the tank flying mm-hmm. and dispersed radioactive material into the atmosphere.
1: How come we haven't heard about this? Like, in the same way that we hear about Chernobyl.
0: Um, so Chernobyl was... Uh, the, uh, I th- there are I think there are a couple of reasons why firstly this is the third worst nuclear disaster according to the International Nuclear and Radiological event scale. Oh my God which is a thing goes from one to seven right with seven being the highest uh, the Kishtim disaster was a six okay the only other disasters that have got to seven are Chernobyl and Fukushima
1: yeah both of which I've heard of, but I'm just interested that I'd never heard of this one.
0: Well, it took a while for this information to disseminate because it was in 1950s Russia.
1: Right, okay.
0: Um, It was said that the American government knew about it from 1959, but didn't really tell anyone because they didn't feel a need to. Okay. And it was only around the 70s that it became more common knowledge.
1: Oh, wow.
0: So I think that might be why. Like, with things like Chernobyl and Fukushima you kind of lived through the experience like it what you you people could see it as it was happening
1: yeah instead of being like oh by the way like 20 years ago exactly in a place in russia that you've never heard of yeah okay
0: so the exact figure of how many people had to be evacuated varies from tens to hundreds of thousands okay it spread over a pretty wide area as the radioactive cloud moved but the evacuation was slow and not always well reported to people that they needed to evacuate oh my
1: god so Okay.
0: many people were left in atmospheres that were dosed with cesium-137 and strontium-90 right and these are known to cause birth defects right fisher folk in subsequent years reported catching fish that had no eyes or fins or both oh my god okay. so it was a popular theory it has been popular theory for quite a while that Aliashenka was the result of one of these radioactive deformities. OK. But there is another possibility that in a way, is more scary. Is it aliens? No. No. That Aliashenka was entirely human and had no, hadn't been exposed to anything. OK That this is just some a genetic deformity that can just happen. Whoa, all right. And the reason for this, the reason that this is probably the most popular theory now, is because of the Atacama skeleton. This was quite famous. It was a skeleton, or a mummified body, uh, originally found in 2003 okay. in a deserted Chilean town in the Atacama Desert. Okay. It was about six inches long.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, skeletal looked a bit like a human fetus but was massively deformed right i'll show you a picture of this
1: oh that is freaky yeah okay that does look very similar to it does doesn't um, it to
0: our girl yeah. yeah it looks very similar to elia uh it was a lot smaller mm. um and it had been found having been laid out and wrapped up in a leather pouch in this deserted town Right.
1: Who found it?
0: Good question. I don't know.
1: Okay, never mind then.
0: (laughs) Well, anyway, for a while it was just, you know, a curiosity, a bit like baby Alyoshenko was for a while. Right. But in 2018, DNA analysis was done on it. Oh, cool. Because it was preserved well enough that there was enough material surviving that it could be properly sequenced. And it was identified as a regular human fetus from the 1970s. What? Yep. Okay. That had been deformed by natural birth defects. What? Basically, they identified seven different genetic defects, and they described it kind of as like, you'd rolled the dice seven times, and in the case of this infant... It got snake eyes each time. Right. This was just a hugely unlikely, but hugely unfortunate thing that happened. And either because they were aware of this, like it might've been aborted or it might've just been born prematurely and, you know, couldn't survive. Mm. But that suggested is why it was, you know, wrapped up carefully. This wasn't like alien. This was, oh, this is my baby. Right. Yeah. It's pretty grim, um in fact, the uh atoskeleton had sixty four identified ab- abnormalities compared to Aliashenka's recorded forty okay, so technically, it's even more unusual than Aliashenka. The main difference though, is that you know we know <laughs> we know where the atoskeleton is, yeah, it is currently in the home of a private collector. oh, great, <laughs> yeah. Um, there were some issues as a result of this because once it was identified that you know this was a human fetus mm-hmm. a lot of people in Chile were kind of like well give it back yeah. like bury it for God's sake
1: yeah." <laughs> which
0: is why earlier when you were talking about how like how can you just take this away this isn't a curio it's a you know a body
1: yeah
0: I mean this is exactly what happened and exactly what was argued
1: yeah, that seems, it seems a bit creepy. Yeah. <laughs> I also have questions about why it was found in 2000 and was it 2003? Yeah. I was also got some questions about why it was found in 2003, having been born and died in the 1970s. Mm. Like, where was it found? Like in the street? Like what, what does finding it
0: in a village mean? Um, hard to tell. Let me just have a quick look. So we don't have an exact, like, location. Okay. It just seems... It's just described as being discovered near a ghost town in Chile's Atacama Desert.
1: Okay. I found this grave. (laughs) (laughs) I dug it up. And what do you know? I found this alien baby.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So it was a Spanish businessman, then purchased the mummy in, right. and then allowed, you know, people to investigate it. I
1: see. So
0: it was definitely taken away as a curio. Yeah. And I don't think it's been returned, but there's definitely been outcry to return it. I
1: mean, yeah. yeah. so,
0: really. Like, I get that there's a, there's a great deal that you could study from it uh, in terms of the abnormalities and the genetic defects and everything like that. But there's probably only so much you can get from a six-inch mummy. It
1: feels like, at the very least, it should—it belongs in a museum. <laughs> like being yeah. in the being belonging to a private individual just seems a bit creepy. I
0: mean, yes, it really does. <laughs> uh, you've got to imagine that they're basically like a Doctor Who villain. Like they're collecting all this stuff. In fact, I think Doctor Who has done that multiple times. Probably.
1: I really hope that they've got Alyoshenko as well, and they have just keeping them yeah. in like bubbly vats. <laughs>
0: Would they be experimenting or are they just to look at?
1: I think they're just to look at and to add an air of horror to Mm -hmm. the whole villainous lair that they've got. Presumably it's an underground bunker that's now lit up with a slightly blue light.
0: Mm. Okay, okay. I was thinking more like a soft museum light. Oh, I see. Yeah, I I mean, either way it works. Mm. But as a result of this people kind of started drawing conclusions between the Atta skeleton and aliashenka mm-hmm. And there were so many similarities between the two. It was kind of like, this is a natural defect. Right. Like, this is probably not as a result of radiation, although I'm sure that didn't help. Yeah. But this is something that can happen. And it did kind of advance uh, studies into... Uh, deformities in humans and went some way to explain various other uh, fossilised findings such as uh, about 15 years ago or so in Indonesia they found hobbits.
1: Oh, yes.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it's as a result of these sorts of findings that it's kind of like, no, this isn't proof of, you know, the little people. Mm -hmm. This is just genetic stuff. Yeah, okay. It's humans can go wrong like (laughs) i'm sure that's not a great way to describe it but you know this is natural it's a thing that happens and i'm sure stuff like the kishtin disaster didn't help yeah probably not and the health of the people in that area probably didn't help Like, it may have been one of the villagers who gave birth. It could have been someone passing through, but it's clearly not a wealthy area.
1: No. A lot
0: of alcoholism going on
1: there. The sort of place where you might abandon your, like, early stillborn baby. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, a pretty grim story for this week, but I hope you find it interesting as well, because, like, when you see the pictures, I I encourage listeners to go onto Twitter and have a look at them, because oh it's it's interesting um Alyoshenka reminds me of a uh a junji ito manga called long dreams uh, which i also recommend if you're interested in horror particularly body horror but mm. um i mean you, this
1: whole story is body
0: horror oh yeah it is absolutely um but yeah junji so you you need to have a bit of a strong stomach to read his work really <laughs> yeah it is good but you know yeah creepy <laughs> Very creepy. (laughs) Thank you so much for listening to this episode of That Time When. You can follow us on Twitter at That Time When 4. And if you have any suggestions for episodes, you can email them to us at ttwpod at gmail.com.
1: Thank you, as always, to Kevin McLeod for our theme song, Anachronist, as well as for any other music that Barnaby's used on the podcast.
0: And thank you for listening. Now go out, invest in eels, and feed aliens condensed milk.
1: Bye.